Come on in and grab a seat. Mags, Mags, where are you? Oh yeah, there's no Mags. But I'm the big guy. And we are the Reality Rascals. So today we're going to talk about episode 7 of Amazing Race. Greg and John are first and they discover that the teams need to fly to Germany. And all the teams, unfortunately for them, will be on the same flight. It effectively eliminates their lead. Which to me seems a little unfair, but I understand why they do it. You can't always have the same thing, you can't always have the lead, and you certainly can't stack those lead times one episode to the next because it'll create an unfair advantage. And I understand, you know, that you have to vary it sometimes and the unpredictability of the whole thing, of all of these different possibilities when you finish a leg of a race is what makes the show so great. They do do a decent job, in my opinion, of mixing it up and sometimes carrying over the lead. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just give them a head start. Sometimes it's it's arbitrary, but you can't predict it. So as I said, makes for good TV. Once they get to Germany, the teams have to take a ferry across the Rhine, and they have to grab a bunch of coins from the ferry master, the guy that's on the ferry, and they have to exchange them at this ancient castle uh, in order to get their next clue. It was completely in German. The road signs, everything, not at all easy to find. The ferry was just kind of like a little pull-off on the side of the road. I assume you had the name of the ferry, and you could just match it up with the name on the sign, but teams struggled with this up and down the race board, but none as much as Andrea and Melina. Then back at the castle, Morgan and Lena are able to figure out the coin exchange, which is essentially a math word problem, fairly quickly, and they leave the castle in first place. Chelsea came up with an interesting strategy, I thought, which was to give the coins in ascending order, starting with the coin until she passed. So she just would give one coin, then two coins, then three coins, then four coins, and eventually she finished. It wasn't the worst strategy in the world. I thought it was silly at first, but it did seem fast enough to stay ahead of the other teams, so kudos to her. What happens next is absolute amazing race gold. It can't be created. It has to be something that just organically occurs without any influence at all. Andrea and Melina get to the ferry. The man collects their coins. is different from the person we've been seeing all along. So I think to myself, huh, they've been there so long that the old guy that was there got tired and must have left. And they replaced him with this new guy. They don't usually do that. So the new guy says he hasn't seen any of the other teams. All right, well, that confirms he's new. Andrea and Melina hear this and they think, okay, we're in first. No one else is here, which is shocking to say the least because they've been driving around the longest, but that's what they're thinking. They're on the wrong ferry. Let me say it again. They got on the wrong ferry. They just saw a ferry and got on. They don't know where they're going. They don't know that they're on the wrong ferry. And at this point, they think they're in first place. It's setting up for an epic disaster, which makes this show that much better. They get their coins. They depart for the ferry. So... I'm thinking, okay, maybe we're going to have some kind of a huge comeback. They're on the wrong ferry. Either there's a huge comeback or this is going to be the easiest elimination ever. We're back at the castle. We see Robin and Chelsea. They're able to give the coins and scale down the side of the castle relatively quickly. They follow Greg and John because on their way down from the castle, they see them getting directions. I really thought at this moment, I'm saying to myself, this is a terrible strategy. If they get separated, they're on their own. They've got no idea where they're supposed to be headed. They have no indication that they're even headed in the right direction, which to me is a little scary. So they're just blindly following Greg and John. To me, seems like just a terrible decision. Universally, the teams are having trouble driving. We see Steve was really upset with Anna. There's some yelling going on. I think that they did probably edit out a big portion of what she said because she was pretty subdued relative to his response, but 
boy, was he, he not having any of it. And at one point, he said something like, I'm over it too. I'm over letting you talk to me like that. I was passive. I should never let you treat me like that. He really laid into her. Anna was shocked. And she just said something like, yeah, me too. And then it looked like she was on the verge of tears. I kind of felt bad for her. But like I said, he was really, really upset. I've never seen anyone that upset on the show. Greg and John, they do a great job of navigating Cologne. They get to the clue first. And because Robin and Chelsea followed, they jump from seventh to second. So it was a gamble. It was one of those huge risks. Huge reward situations. I guess, you know, seeing that it worked out for them, you have to say it was a smart decision. Uh, In the end, if they were the last two teams, they would only have to beat that one team, and it would just be kind of like a foot race, and depending on the challenge, et cetera, et cetera. I thought it was crazy at the time, but it worked out. It was crazy smart. They get to the next part of the race, which was best described by one of the contestants as a fever dream. It was something out of Alice in Wonderland, honestly. The carnival was indoors, there's people on stilts, there's people wandering around. It's literally everything that you would imagine at a carnival inside one room. Greg and John are first to reach the roadblock. The roadblock is who's feeling locked in. The teams have to find a love lock like the ones you've seen in France probably, on a bridge. So they chain it to the fence on the bridge. Once they find the lock, they have to figure out the combination. The clue says it's the number of colognes, favorite cologne, which is 4711. The bridge was huge. It spanned a very large river or whatever it is. It had a fence that went along the whole bridge. Almost every inch of it was covered in locks. Robin and Greg get to work asking strangers to Google the cologne first before they figure out they want to know what the combination is before they find the lock itself. I immediately said my strategy here would have been just to walk down the bridge at a normal to above normal pace, assuming that if I missed one of the locks, I would see the next one. I also would assume that it would stand out with the Amazing Race colors because there were so many locks but not everyone employed that same strategy. Everyone's able to find people to help them. So finding the combination was not at all difficult. I thought that would be difficult. It was not. Greg and John get their lock first and went to the detour. The detours were just for kicks where the teams have four shots to score exactly 66 points on a soccer dartboard. And for some reason, everyone was super intimidated by it. I thought it was difficult, not impossible. The other one was a matter of taste, which to me seemed impossible. That was the intimidating one. In matter of taste, the teams have to sample and identify nine, nine, nine different mustards. And they have to identify them by their German name. To me, super intimidating. Not only do you have to identify the taste correctly and match it to the mustard, you have to remember the mustard's German name and pronounce the German name correctly. To me, there was way too much that could go wrong there. I would have went for just for kicks. Greg and John decide to taste the mustard. So while they're doing that, Robin is looking for her lock on the bridge. Ashley and Ty catch up to her. Robin finds her lock, races past Ashley. Ashley asks, what do they look like? And Robin is just sprinting past her, says, you have to go that way, you have to go that way. Didn't answer the question, obviously. Wasn't super helpful. But to me, in my opinion, I thought it was more helpful than just saying nothing, than just running past her. She told her she wasn't near it. She told her she had to go to the end, right? She sits down that way. Basically saying you aren't close, right? I I thought that was a very effective way to help somebody without taking out any time and possibly damaging your chances of winning. Morgan and Lena, Joel and Garrett, they really struggled to park because there wasn't a lot of parking. 
Uh, they weren't alone, but it took them longer than the other teams. So they finally get to park. They go into this carnival. Everyone assumes they are last or near last. No one has seen Andrea and Milena, so they assume they're way ahead of everyone else. Boy, they couldn't have been any more wrong. They're just sitting at the castle still at this point. They don't have the correct coins. They have euros. They have to go back to the ferry. Guy says, all I have is euros, which means they aren't on the right ferry. They figure this out. Now they ask for directions. The guy's like, oh, it's 10 kilometers this way. And someone else says it's like 30 minutes in the opposite direction. It was just a disaster for them. I couldn't see any way that they finished. I kept saying, just end it for him. Just end it. It was an absolutely horrible way for someone to have to go out on this race. But it did make for great TV. Greg and John finish first. They get what I consider the best prize you can get, which is cash. Then you can choose where you want to go. Robin and Chelsea finish a close second because they were able to successfully navigate, which was definitely the name of the game in this leg. The cars were not standard. They were automatic transmission. But traveling and getting them from point A to point B proved to be very difficult. At this point, Joel and Garrett are positive they're in last, so they decide to take their time. They just enjoy the mustard, they enjoy the sausage, they kind of make their way over to the pit stop, and they are absolutely floored. Could have knocked them over with a feather when they discover that they were not last. They'd clearly come to terms with the idea that they were done. Not only did they dodge a bullet, but it was essentially a non-elimination like for them because they were so far behind. But usually, in past seasons, the non-elimination like would necessitate in some penalty. So they don't even have that. So they really, really got lucky in this case. And hopefully, that they are for their game, they are able to turn it around in the next leg of the race. At this point, Andrea and Melina are so far behind that Phil has to go out and meet them. This rarely ever happens. It really, it speaks to just how far behind they were. They get eliminated from the race. First place was Greg and John. Second was Robin and Chelsea. Third was Ashley and Todd. And last, obviously, was Andrea and Melina. I thought all in all, for what it could have been, with one team falling so far behind, it could have been a real disaster, but it wasn't. I think because they fell so far behind, it actually made it interesting, which is not something we often say. We look forward to next episode. Hopefully, Mags can join us. I'm the big guy. There's no Mags. And I'm out of here. Peace. Peace.